Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsmradio.org radio.org. Now, here's our show today. Matthew chapter 2 recounts the well-known story of how the wise men came with their gifts and found the baby Lord Jesus. There's much more to this story than what we may commonly be familiar with. Our goal today on this program is to see how we all can find Christ by the living star. Francis Ball has joined us again as we uh, come to a, a life study in the book of Matthew, dealing with the story that, as we've alluded to already, uh, there's a very common understanding of all of these events, Francis, but we want to go a bit deeper than that today, don't we? Yes, we certainly, Chris, have to go much deeper than is ordinarily gone. Most people just take this as a kind of a story of the birth of Jesus, but there's much more here than that. And we surely need uh, the light, and I think as we get into this message today, we're going to see some depths in this that we maybe just didn't realize that these things are really meaningful, not only as a story in the Bible. This is really a revelation. This one in uh, Matthew is really the king of kings. And as we go through this whole book, we're going to see how his kingly nature and his kingly way and his kingly teaching are brought out so much. So I'm really anticipating a marvelous series of messages going into this book more and more. Well, let's join Witness Lee as we get into the first portion of this one today. Uh, A very striking point ahead. Those who seemingly should have been able to find the Messiah, the promised one, missed him completely. And those who you would never expect be able to find him actually were the ones that found him. Let's go to Witness Lee. First of all, I wish to say, we shouldn't read the Bible, just understand it, by black and white. We have to get something of life. Well, chapter 1 of Matthew tells us how in the Old Testament time Christ was prophesied. People of God were waiting to see his coming. Now, in Matthew chapter 1, Jesus came. Now, chapter 2 continues to show the way that we could find this Jesus. When Jesus was born, there was a religion, the Judaism, and that religion was a typical, sound, fundamental, pure religion. And scripture 
We cannot find a record in the New Testament that tells us some of those religious people did go to find Christ. There's not such a record. But here's some heathen, some pagan men came to find Christ. Of course, we can realize this was not initiated by them. It was initiated by God. God gave them a star shining over them. How they realized that star indicated the king of the Jewish people, I say, I don't know, but they really realized that way. They got the vision. They got the heavenly star. We all have to realize the Jewish religionists all held the Bible. But the pagan wise men, they didn't have the Bible, yet they saw the star. Which one do you prefer to have? The Bible or the star? Well, if I were you, I would say, I like to have boots. <laughs> I like to have the Bible in my hand. I like to see the star in the heavens. Oh, this wise man got the vision. They realized that was the indication of the king of the Jews. So what? So surely they should go to the capital of that country. They went to Jerusalem. The strange thing is this. By that time, not one of those religious people in Jerusalem would go with them. They got the knowledge. Right away they can tell people that Jesus, the Messiah, should be born in the tongue of David, which was called Bethlehem. They told people so, yet not one of them went to see. They were for the Bible knowledge. They were not for the living person of the Messiah. This proves you may have the Bible knowledge, but you don't have a real heart for the living Christ. To have the vision is one thing. To have the knowledge of the Bible is another thing. To have a real heart after the living Christ is the third thing. We have to pray, Lord, give me a real heart after thee. I like to see the vision. I like to know the Bible, yet, even the more, I like to have a seeking heart after yourself. Francis, this is a striking contrast between those people who were of very fundamental, scriptural, God-given religion, and these pagan wise men who were following a star. The religionists even had the Bible, and that was pointing them to the Messiah. Yet they lack something very critical that these pagan wise men possessed, and it made all the difference, it seems. What was this key ingredient, this item that all of us need, in addition to the Bible, if we truly want to be those that find Christ? Chris, according to my experience personally, and also with many that I've been with among real believers in Christ, we rely a lot on the Bible, and we should rely absolutely on the Bible. Actually, we shouldn't be practicing or entertaining things that are not accurately in the Bible. But as you pointed out, 
the religion of that day when the Lord Jesus was born. Uh, they had the Bible. They had the Old Testament. They had God speaking. They had all Moses' writings and the prophets' writings. A lot of prophecies given them. And they knew this Bible, but in a way that did not bring them to a living person. They didn't come on the basis of what they knew in the Bible to see Christ. So besides the Bible, we need something else. And what was pointed out, that something else we need is a living star. And that's what the pagans had. This is a real lesson that if we're going to know what's in the Bible, we need also a living star. We need to have the guidance. We need to seek for the life in the Bible. If we just read the Bible for doctrine and for dead letters, and everything is so objective to us without being real to us as life, then we've missed really what the Bible intends. Even the Lord Jesus said when he was here on earth, the words that I speak to you, they are life. So we should take the word in the way of life. Francis, yeah, it reminds me also uh, some 33 years after this event, he uh, himself speaking to the religionists of the day scolded them. You search the scriptures, but you won't come to me. And surely these are they which testify of me, but you won't come to me that you might have life. That's right. Uh, this same story repeated again and again, hasn't it been? That's right. So we need something besides just a letter of the word. We need to see a revelation. We need to see the matter of life. Well, not only did these uh, pagan wise men have a star to follow leading them to Christ, they had a heart seeking the one to whom they were being led to. And I think there's a lot of evidence when we look at the gifts that they brought. Uh, that's the subject of this coming section. Let's go back to Witness Lee. The wise men, they not only found him, but also to worship him. Not only worship him, but also offer him with something. This is quite strange. Have you noticed what things were offered? Three things. The gold, the frankincense, and the mirror. Gold in the Bible always signifies the divine nature. Something elementary divine. That is the divine nature, which is signified by gold. Gold here should signify the same thing. That means this little child, Jesus, has the divine nature. He's divine. Frankincense always signifies the fragrance of resurrection. We all have to know with this Jesus, there was the frankincense, the fragrance of resurrection. We always think that resurrection of Jesus was after his death, before he died. In John chapter 11, he told Martha he was not only alive, but also resurrection. Before he was dead, he was the resurrection. What life Christ lived was a resurrection. Then what is mere? In typology, mere means death. 
Not only that, myrrh means the fragrance of death. If you read the biographies of Jesus, the four Gospels, you can see in Jesus' life, all the time, these three things were so significant. Oh, the divine nature, the good, and the frankincense of resurrection, and the mirror of his death. He was all the time under the killing of the cross. It was not until the 33 and a half years passed, then he went to the cross. He was crucified there for all the period of his lifelong time. He was being crucified on the cross. With him, there was not only the frankincense of the resurrection, but also the mirror of the cross, the mirror of death. Let's talk about these gifts that were brought by the wise men, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You know, these are three marvelous items. And with us today, we know the meaning of these things, that gold, always through the Bible, indicates God's holy nature. And that was first. That means he has divinity. He is God himself. Then the frankincense represents the resurrection. The frankincense is before the myrrh, which represents the sweetness of his death, the effectiveness of his death. And I'm not sure if it was so clear to everyone, and uh, it wasn't clear to me the first time I heard it, why these would be in that order. But he is God. That's the gold. Mm -hmm. And he is resurrection. Before he even died, he called himself and he said, I am the resurrection. You remember that story to Martha and Mary? He said, I am the resurrection. Right. And uh, this means that he was resurrection before he ever died. The actual physical resurrection was just evidence that he was the resurrection. And he was the resurrection all the time. And then the myrrh represents his precious death. You know, the death of a person in Adam is really sad and sorrowful and ugly. But the death of Christ is lovely, beautiful, and very meaningful. This is the kind of person that was living, who was God, who was resurrection, and who experienced death even all through his incarnation, all through his life here on earth. He was experiencing the myrrh, the putting to death. Francis, as you were talking about uh, that passage uh, where he was with Martha and Mary, remembering back to the life study of John, they were looking for the one who had the power of resurrection, who could do something to help their brother Lazarus, and his identification of not the one who had the power of resurrection, but who embodied resurrection, who was the resurrection. Yeah. A marvelous sequence, isn't it, here? That's that, very that, good. That the frankincense would precede the myrrh. Even though I heard these messages by Brother Lee when he gave them, Hearing them again is really refreshing and enlightening. It is. It really is. We uh, want to get back to him for this last section. Earlier, we spoke about the star that the wise men followed and the Scripture, the Bible, the Word of God that the religious ones had. It's not either or. Actually, we need both of these, and that's where we're going in this final section. Let's go back to Witness Lee. The living star, firstly, is Christ. Christ even was prophesied as a star in Numbers chapter 24. And then he came as a star in Matthew 2. 
And then today, he's still the morning star in Revelation chapter 22. But how could we get this star? We have 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19. And this star is associated with the Bible. Peter says, we have the sure word to which we have to take heed. If we would take heed to this sure word, something within will dawn, D-A-W-O. And the day star will rise up in our heart. This means even today, if we would pay our attention to the living word, we would take heed to the sure word. It is not just to read, to understand, we have to get into it. We have to take good heed to the living word, then something shining with it. Something will rise up to shine us. You may call that a dawn, you may call that a day star. The Bible also says, not only Christ, is the star, but all his followers. In Revelation chapter 1 tells us that all the leading ones in the proper church life, they are stars. Why they are stars? Because they are the shining ones that bring so many people from the wrong way to the right way. As Daniel 12, 3 says, the righteous will shine as stars those who bring people to righteousness that means to the right way will be shining like stars today there are only these two ways for you to get some star to shine over you number one you have to come here to the sure word and open up not only your mouth, your ear, your eyes, your mind to understand, but also open up your spirit, your heart, your whole being to the whole world until something rising up in you to shine over you. And that is Christ. That is Christ. This is the number one way. And the number two way, hallelujah. There are some stars shining some followers of Christ, some saints, they are shining. If you go to them, you will see some light, you will get the leading, and they will lead you to the place where Christ is. Francis, there's an interesting contrast in Matthew. These religious ones that missed Christ, as we've said before, did have the Bible. And the wise men who were pagans found him by following the star. But actually, today, we need both the living word and the stars to find Christ. Say something about both of these, if you would, the living word and the stars. I don't want to read the Bible without seeing the star. And I don't want to have a star without the Bible because I may uh, be misled like these uh, wise men were. Even though they had the revelation that he was born there, they didn't know for sure where to go. Right. And so they use their natural understanding. Since he's born king of the Jews, he must be in Jerusalem, the capital. So they went there, which was a big mistake. Their mistake caused a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. So if we just have uh, the revelation, that's wonderful 
and we see the star, that will lead us to Christ. But just have the Bible, you might read all about Christ and never get to him. But the wonderful thing is that these enlightened pagans that had seen something and got some leading of how to follow this star to its destination, even though they made the mistake, they still were able to reach the person. I'm afraid people many times read the Bible but don't reach the person. That's a big difference. People think they know God because they know him in the Bible objectively, but they have not seen him as the living star. He is predicted as a star in the book of Numbers. And also, the Bible tells us in Peter's writings that if we will pay attention to the Bible and actually pray with the Bible, the words of the Bible become our prayer until the day star arises in our heart. Then we will have that star that these wise men saw. It's wonderful to be a a wise man that sees stars. (laughs) And I think uh, not only the Lord Jesus is a star, but even those who follow him and are faithful to him are known as stars. Daniel said one time that uh, those who bring many to righteousness will shine as the stars. And the word to the churches in the first three chapters of Revelation talks about the stars. Right. The leading ones. That's right. Those who, uh, who really manifest and shine. Those who are shining with the divine life, with their experience of Christ. These are people that are worth following because they'll lead you to Christ. So I really agree. We need both. We need the stars to follow, and we need the living Word of God. Francis, there is an often spoken, and properly so, a very strong word to most Christians not to follow a man. And we believe that absolutely. But in so doing, we don't want to miss, as you said, the stars that have been constituted and have been filled with the divine life in their experience and in the years and constitution in their walk with the Lord. They very much can be a help to us, and we don't want to follow them blindly just as a man, but we do want to follow the shining uh, that is very much of the divine element that's within them, don't we? And you'll find also that these stars always agree with the Bible. Exactly. And so that, these two go together. Yeah, that's you the real You follow test. a man, but uh, you're following the truth and the shining that's in that man. Francis, another one of these life studies early on in Matthew here that I think is really building a foundation for where we're going with this whole life study of Matthew um, not just selected, enjoyable, refreshing, enlightening points, but we're really seeing a uh, we're really seeing a platform built here on the revelation of the kingly one, the gospel of the kingdom, and the Christ that appears in the book of Matthew. We have uh, a lot of riches in store for ourselves and for the listeners as we go further in Matthew, don't we? Yeah, we do, and it's just like you're at the very entrance of the royal palace. Mm, Good analogy. Let's leave it right there before we say something to spoil it, Francis. (laughs) Thank you for being with us. We hope that you've enjoyed this life study. Uh, Francis and I think we can safely say we both have, and uh, we trust that you have as well. We'll just commit it to the Lord for what he would do with it. Before we go, let me point out that the printed life study messages for the life study of Matthew are available. Volume number one has the first 12 life studies, and you can find out about how to receive that if you'll call us toll-free 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Our mailing address is Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. And our email address is radio at lsm.org. 
For Francis Ball today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs consist of excerpts from Witness Lee's spoken ministry, along with our discussion and comments, and all focusing on God's heart's desire that we would enjoy Christ as the divine life for man. There are more than 1,700 programs like this one available online free of charge that you can download, stream live, or add to your podcast subscription. Just visit our website, lsmradio.com. That's lsmradio.com. You can also reach us by email, radio at lsm.org. Thanks for listening today. How can we come to the throne of grace while we're here on earth? Let us therefore come forward with boldness to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace for timely help. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. How can we come to the throne of God in heaven while we still live on earth? The secret is our spirit. The very Christ who is sitting on the throne in heaven is also now in us, that is, in our spirit, where the habitation of God is. Whenever we turn to our spirit, we enter through the gate of heaven and touch the throne of grace in heaven through Christ. Scripture, Hebrews 4.16, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version, published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit lsm.org.